Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Brams. We're recording this on a thirsty Thursday in the QC at EPR, Elizabeth Parlor Room, the home of our Friday night watch party, 8.30 kick for Danny. Cheers to this. Biggest match in club history. Johnny, what you drinking? I've got, uh, and I'm sticking to the basics before this big match, right? I'm, I'm, I'm treating it like um, a match that I know how to prepare for. I've got a Sugar Creek Pills. Oh. What are you What are you drinking? Sure, science. I'm also keeping it uh, core. I'm, I'm in a mental bunker right now, and when I'm in a mental bunker, I drink Old Met Copper, and that's what I'm drinking right now. Yes. Uh, it's, it's a bunker-down mentality, and... Uh, Johnny, you mentioned the most important game in club history. I know you, you delivered that line with a lot of dramatic flair, and it was warranted because this is the biggest game in club history. It's amazing. And you mentioned Thirsty Thursdays. You know, hopefully some of the TIFOs out there are thirsty for an episode. It's been it's been 10 days since we've been able to crank out an episode, and we're bringing this to you now here less than 24 hours till kickoff. Uh, I mean, it's it, the urgency has just stepped up and ramped up yeah. because it's League's Cup. It's always the Cup. Like, our team... The last time we were able to talk with y'all was when we were getting ready to go on our Texas sojourn and, and go down, you know, to play. And and drink some Texas tea. Yeah, exactly. We drank the Texas tea, and it worked, right? You know, we played Cruz Azul, a home match in a road stadium, and won. We moved on. We then go went go down to Houston and just – you could call these both miraculous victories, maybe. I don't know. I mean, PK shootout wins. We'll take them. Uh – the, the magic of Big Pat, Big Patrick Ajumong, what he's able to do to score twice. It's like, here's my the way I took it. Ajumong was so intimidating down to Houston that he turned one goal into two goals. They're they like, he scored that first goal, and they're like, uh, we're just going to kick it into our own goal again because we think he's just going to come down and score on us again. Like, that's kind of what happened with that. We're, we're going, it's, it's like when you're playing a, a golf hole, yeah. and the opponent just goes, we concede. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 it yes. was like a auto, auto. Uh, you win eject. the hole. Yeah, you, you exactly. win the hole, which which wins the match. And I hadn't thought about it that way, but it was just it, Houston. They had a problem, Danny, and, and their problem was Patrick Ashman. Right, and so now we move on, and so now we're going down to face the goat. And like I talked about urgency, I talked about thirstiness, I talked about everything. I'm craving this win, Johnny. Like. This is a, this is like sort of a bunker episode we're about to do here for the next 25 do you know, do you 30 know what, minutes. Do you know what pisses me off? What what pisses you off today? What pisses you off? What pisses you off now? That the hashtag MLS season pass has a emoji and it's a pink goat. Yeah. Fuck that. I saw that earlier today on the on social media land and I didn't like it. It was Miami's owner Jorge Mas tweeting some crowing nonsense about how he had the Messi's arrival had more than doubled Apple Plus uh, subscriptions. Uh, MLS okay, so you know what? And then, and you know who? And then who, this is kind of interesting, though. You know who retweeted that? No one less than Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple. So it's it's a deep seated conspiracy how important Messi is to not only MLS but to Apple, and how many like uh, powerful interests are lining up to like. Like, they can't have Messi go out in yes. a quarterfinal. Like, they need him. Like, if, if you get to the semifinal, you're guaranteed two games because you lose the semi, you got the third-place game. But things so happen. You get past this weekend, Apple, and your little golden boy, your little golden goose that's printing all this money and selling all these subs for you is suddenly got two more guaranteed games. Why wouldn't you, Why wouldn't you? you know, have – who could blame the people in Cupertino 
in New York City in the MLS offices, who could blame them for wanting to see Messi move on to the semifinals and not giving a fuck what we think down here in Charlotte? Who could blame Andrew Wiebe, the paid off, the bought and paid for mouthpiece water carrier for MLS status quo and gatekeeping to come out here and just write off Charlotte's chances? This absolute lunacy to just multiple times double down both on streaming shows and on social media that we have no chance and that there's going to be a he didn't say this someone on his show said this but he laughed along with the crowd that was saying oh this could be a nine goal game charlotte doesn't even they don't even press the midfield <laughs> they were saying this bullshit on mls extra time i wanted to puke it johnny was, it was tough to watch it was um frankly somewhat insulting as someone who's followed this club for a while and would do just about anything to have that job uh, to be sitting in that right, seat, right? You know, and even even you know, not even to have that job to work on that production, right? right? Because I think you know it's it's we we've ha- we have the ability to produce a show like that and do it the right way. And I thought what he did was pompous. It right. was arrogant, and it was all about him. Right. It was it's it's like a hazing thing, right? It's yes. like it's like I thought as a culture in 2023 we were moving to the point where like hazing was sort of like <laughs> considered if not if not no. pure downright criminal, then it was at least kind of like in bad taste. But like. These national media, they want to haze Charlotte FC and like right. act like we're not going to pay any attention to you to even pronounce your players' names correctly. We're not even going to pay that much enough yeah, attention they don't to, know anything about to the a club. team that is a real franchise in this league you claim to love and work for, yes. who pays your bills. I think it would uh, behoove you to learn the pronunciation of Andrew Privet, not Privet, if you want to criticize our club while wearing our shirt. Jackass! What country would Privet be? <laughs> like, where, like, is that like, uh, is that Prevet. Canada? Is like, does it feel like a Canadian yeah, well, name? Yeah. Well, you remember when I is said he, uh, like French Privet? Is that how you would pronounce that? If he was a French <laughs> yeah, player? Yeah, yeah, Privet is coming. Yeah, not a Marylander who uh, went to Penn State Privet. and yeah, Privet. 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 Be an American, yeah, please, yeah. Uh, Mr. Weeby. But no. didn't mean to go on the, off on that extended uh, rant. But I just as I started thinking no, about fine. it, I, like, I appreciate like. It. Like, it pissed me off, like, the way that we're just being written off. And yes. and to the knowledge, the, the sheer, it's not even, like, tinfoil hat bullshit or conspiracy theorizing. It's just pure knowing that, like, every single person that does not work for or cheer for or love Charlotte FC is vehemently cheering against us this weekend. That's right. And that's why it's the, the biggest game in, in club history, Danny, and it's why that... It takes a certain player to treat this game like a final, and the final that it is. So, in my opinion, we're seeing Christian Latanzio and this squad play for a final right now. And what does that mean? That means you take extra steps in the buildup to decide what your lineup looks like. You ask, who can you depend on on the global stage? Who can take a first touch that is class? not something that'll get you burnt on the back end. Christian Latanzio has the, the task of his lifetime to create this lineup. And the, the boss, Ashley Westwood, he had a, and when I say boss, he's my boss. He's right. the captain. Right. Yes, right? Right. He, if, he, if, if like we're like on a jungle safari and there's two trails and see Christian Latanzio's like, hey, let's go this way. And Ashley Westwood goes, no, we're going this way. You know which way I'm going. <laughs> he said something I thought that was uh, really cool today. He said, uh, speaking to media today, he said uh, on Zoom, for me, 
he is the greatest ever, speaking of Messi. To be up against that kind of opposition, you take it on. And you want to test yourself against the best players in the world. So we're really excited for that chance. But we want to go there and upset the party. He understands. Westwood knows that Don't you can't go out there and be intimidated by this like goat aura factor that a lot of the league has shown in like the three... I think three games that Messi has faced MLS competition now. It might be, it might be two MLS, two League MX. Forgive me if I'm slipping the, that detail. But, like, everyone, whether it's League MX or MLS, everyone who Messi has faced so far in the Western Hemisphere has treated him with this deference on the pitch that has just been disastrous for their results. I'm thinking of Dallas. I am thinking of... Atlanta. Atlanta. And, and Orlando. I, so it and is Orlando. Three. Yeah, so, yes, so it is, it is three, yeah. Yes. But, and, and that's... Uh, there was a post on Instagram by ESPN FC that the caption read look at Messi's immaculate movement off the ball (laughs) I mean that's right up your alley I know you're an off the ball watcher and the video was just like Messi from the tip of the center circle in in the opposition's half just like jogging down into the box and then the ball getting passed to him Right. Unmarked and right. scoring a goal, right. and I was like, in, when I saw it, the first thought that I had was like, "What the fuck?" And this is what ha- what I do when I feel that way is I go one place, I go to the comments. <laughs> I'm like, am I the only one that thinks this? Am I crazy? You know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then like the first five posts were like, he's literally jogging in a straight line. Right. Right. He's not doing anything right. special. He's not even being yeah. marked. This yeah. Charlotte FC needs to have this honest conversation amongst itself and say, hey, we need to mark him with one man. Yeah. And we could even double him. When we were we were talking the other night and I said it could be a box in one in basketball terms. Yeah, so you can box in one Messi. I think uh, he's a jogger at this stage in his career. He's 35 years old, uh, soon to be 36. You know, he's, he's, I think he's 35 and a half. I don't know when you stop counting half years. Probably before 35, but he, he's 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 leaning towards 36. Um, he's jogging all over the field and then just ma- having all like I, I made this joke to a friend yesterday. He plays he runs more to celebrate his goals than he does to play defense. Uh, you know against against anyone so far from your Miami. <laughs> he's not out there like giving yeah. the work rate of someone like Swiderski whatsoever. But he is the, the greatest of all time, and he doesn't need to work as hard to achieve better results than most people. That's just kind of part of the what goes along with his talent. At the same time, I agree with you, man. We got to make him work. Could we box in one him? The other thing that Dallas did that was really effective. One thing that people forget. It, it's easy to overlook, and all this hype and all this nonsense and all these own goals and soft foul calls in extra time that lead to free kicks in dangerous positions. Dallas is up on Dallas kicked these guys' ass. Dallas is up on these guys four two and three one. Right, yeah. Dallas was up three one and four two and like gave the game away in the last ten minutes. They were four two in the eightieth minute. So like, absolute freakish, uh, just sit, set of circumstances that even led it. And I wouldn't necessarily say that like Leo Messi took this game by the scruff of the neck. Dallas kind of cratered and imploded. They started fouling too much. That the the Farfan own goal was off of another stupid foul. That one was a real foul, but it was a dumb one that led to a free kick that led to an own goal. Right. And then the free kick scored by Messi in stoppage time was a pretty soft foul in my book. But again, that's Dallas 
we got to know. We if we if we by chance happen to be tied or for God's sake leading in the last ten minutes, <laughs> like you got to understand the fouls are going to be called every. You have to know that. Yes. You have to know that before the game kicks off. That if you get to that situation, we talked about the nervy finish. Yeah. Against Houston, up a goal. Yeah. Imagine how nervy that finish would be. I mean, against uh, under pressure, messy up a goal under pressure. Yeah. That's why we just got to be up by two, super late into the 90th minute. So here's what Dallas did that was so effective to get that two goal lead in in the final 10 minutes that they pissed away. Yes. They didn't box in one Messi necessarily. What they did was they put Alan Velasco. He's young, he's like their hardest working player on Sergio Busquets, and what that did was cut off the service to Messi. So it was much harder for Messi to get the ball in such like like at speed and running in, into dangerous positions and like oh, perfect balls over the top that like Busquets was serving against Atlanta and against Orlando because what Dallas did was just make sure Busquets was under pressure the whole time and that that helped them. You know, it didn't, you know, Jordi Alba hurt him. Dallas was hurt wide. And so another thing I'm worried about in this matchup is that the things that we're bad against is is attacks that is like counterattacks that swing wide for like uh, and there's no one no close out and then guys yeah. do whatever they want as far yep. as scoring or serving boxes. That's, that's we're bad a at problem. that. Yeah. And and Miami's been good at that. And then we're we're Miami's been bad at what Miami's bad at defending. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for Thank doing you. that. Cheers. Have a good night. Um, I, I we've got to you know it's we get interrupted on the pod. I got to call this out. We do it live. We do it live. Yes. It's a live show for a reason. Yes. Uh, Dahlias? Dahlias and dangles. Yeah, a dahlia. It's, a, it's some people's favorite type of flower. Dahlias and, flower. and dangles. Yeah. And um, it was a great booth set up here tonight. A woman-owned business. Uh, she makes all of her own jewelry. And I purchased a nice necklace earlier. And she just gave me the matching earrings for free. It's, See, a, it's a classy move. Johnny... Not a, not only is a John a media pro, not only is John a soccer expert, but Johnny is a proactive husband. And what he saw tonight was some nice, you know, some women out here trying to make something happen with a little per, per, like personal business they've got doing, selling their own homemade jewelry. And he said, maybe they got something from well, for my wife. You know, why not? You know, yes. so he goes he goes over and checks it out. He see he finds a nice piece that he buys, and then as they're leaving, they just packed up shop. They drop off. Hey, have a free set of earrings that matches the necklace you just bought. So just just double good. That that's called giving to the universe. And the universe giving back to you. I it's good, it. it's good karma. And that's and God that's bless you. and you know what, uh, Danny, I, I appreciate you saying all that because um, it's one of those nights where you you see the sunset behind the city. Yeah. And you you kind of realize where your feet are, mm-hmm. and you you you, ask, you say to yourself. This is exactly where I want to be. Yeah. Right? And to me, that's why I, I think that was a sign to, to tell us. Like, you know, this ultimately, we've been talking about this this match like it is um, life or death. Everything. Yeah. But As, This is my fan, fandom's life or death. Right. But right I, I'm going to let that interaction be a sign to tell me that win or lose on Friday night, I just, I just am so happy that Charlotte FC is going to get this stage. Sure. And the brand is going to go global for the first time. Right. There will be people watching. 
there will people be people all around the world who've never even heard of Charlotte FC who will be watching this match on Friday night, which is great. Um, that, and, and that's ultimately what, what I, I, I think I'm going to celebrate this weekend. Sure. They can't take and that away. Win or lose, that cannot be taken away. I agree. Exactly. I'm going to celebrate that, and I'm also going to celebrate a Kowski brace. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I, I was starting to go into a whole thing about how the things that Miami's bad at are not necessarily our strengths, okay. but it doesn't really matter. No, you're breaking down the game. Yeah, I, it, doesn't, yes. it doesn't really matter. It was but a sign. What I wanted to say is I think you were speaking kind of more um, metaphysically and psychologically about being exactly where you want to be and, and knowing that, like, little interactions like what we just had in the middle of the episode kind of uh, – Great, uh, show you where your feet are planted and all that, and that's true, and that's great, and I, I know that's kind of where your head was at, and I love it, and I appreciate it. But you also kind of spoke a double truth because we're here at EPR, and this is exactly where we want to be. <laughs> Friday night, yes, huge watch yes, party yes. going on for the game. Uh, we're gonna, you know how it is. If you've been to the parties, you know the drill. We got all the screens, we got the audio, we got the bars, uh, drinks flowing. If you haven't been to the parties, why not? I mean, the, the, like, what I've noticed is as the season's gone on, there's more and more, like, the club finally started throwing watch parties, and Top Ben figured out how he should try <laughs> to sell some tickets for a watch party. But we've been throwing watch parties the whole time. I don't know. This was kind of our thing from the yeah. first road game of the season, and we're going to keep it going. In year two, that was our yeah, um, it was like our, our, it was our mission goal. statement. Yes, yeah, yeah, so we said, so, hey, we're going to get these people yeah. together. Yeah. And, and, and and tomorrow we got a chance to get together on a Friday night right. to watch Charlotte FC play. Wherever you watch, it's not a competition. Go wherever you wherever you feel yes. most like you want to watch. But I'm telling you, we have a great time here, so and come be part of it. Yes. That's all. The best part about uh, being at Elizabeth Parlor Room doing a sh- during a Charlotte FC match is that the Charlotte FC match is the only thing that matters. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. It's it's like a mini supporter section without the beer showers. Instead of instead of throwing the beers, we just drink them. We just drink them. They're cheaper, and we just drink them. You know, sometimes yeah. I get whiskey. Even I felt like if I did a whiskey shower, I feel like I'd probably be uh, thrown out of yeah. the bar. So. Te- Tepper's not making any money uh, <laughs> off of the beers at EPR, and that's what we're doing now. We're we're hanging out here, and I want this episode to be a quick hitter, Danny. Yeah, I want it to be a match day listen or a match day eve listen sure. for the TFOs. This episode, it's a late breaking we, we, we said we had to get together for the TFOs, and we needed we needed to do this episode to address the fact that yes, indeed, this is the biggest moment in club history, and and we're going to celebrate that, we're going to enjoy that, and we're going to speak it into existence because that's the most important thing to do. Sure. Is, is to recognize exactly what the situation calls for and to see who wants to meet the moment, Danny. You got to meet the moment like Patrick Hodgemong meant the moment against Houston. Uh, give him a call. He'll answer. I think the phone lines extend all the way down to Miami, so I, I think we're going to be good there. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but I hope so. Uh, what I do think is to have a chance, we need three goals. Like it's it's a hopeless it's it's not even a thought in my mind to keep a clean sheet. There's no, there's zero chance of that. Like right. that that's not gonna happen. We can win this game three two. We can win this game in penalties three and after a three three tie. We can maybe go two two maybe to penalties, but I think we need three goals to really have a chance. Um, and we got to play open. We're not like it's a fool's errand. It's just fucking stupid. If we if I see this team come out here and. and play sort of a, a, a possession game. It's just not going to work. Atlanta and Orlando tried that bullshit and they just got overrun. Dallas went out and played toe-to-toe. Miami's defense is horrible. The thing is, yes. it, we are playing Messi. 
We are playing Alba. We are playing Busquets. But guess who we're not playing? We're not playing Barcelona. We're playing fucking Inter Miami, the worst club in the league. They're there for a reason. Um, they have a bunch of shit players. All our guys, we have better players than them at every single position except for their three Barcelona All-Star all-time greats. And Jordi Alba, I don't know if he's really up for the fight, to be honest. I, I think uh, he still has some adjusting to do in terms of uh, heat and humidity and running a full 90 minutes. He's had a whole summer off. He didn't really have a preseason, I don't believe, with Barcelona. So fuck him. And <laughs> <laughs> Messi's got to break yeah. down at some yeah. point. And this, this, I, I don't this know. could be Sean yeah. FC's night. Yeah. And, 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 but they need to score three goals. So I've, three so, goals. so I've got, I've got um, quick hitter questions for you at the end of this short podcast tonight. And they are um, number one. Who does, does Bill Tuoloma come in for Nathan Byrne at right back? Uh, I think, yes. I would maybe – Milanda fullback, Tuoloma center back, but I think the Milanda privet thing is working. Keep that and put the Tuoloma at fullback. I would rather see Tuoloma than Apple. And I and if you at quick tangent, I know this is a quick hitter segment, but just reset and bring it full circle to the idiots on extra time. They're like, oh, Affle might come in at left back with Burns suspended. Affle might come in at left back with Burns suspended. Obviously, did well, I say right back, left back? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I let you pass on that one because we're drinking. They're not. Um, Affle is not a left back anymore. If you've watched, if you knew anything about Charlotte FC, you know that he is subbed in as a defensive midfielder his last five or six appearances. He's been fully converted to to a substitute DM. He's not a starting fullback anymore. And you should know that, everybody at Affle, because even if you don't like Charlotte FC, Harrison Affle is an all-time great MLS player. You should know what he's done. Okay, so I, I corrected myself because, of course, it's the left back who's coming off the pitch, but... I only see Bill Tuiloma as a right back. Right, yeah, exactly. That's why so, it's in your head that way. Right, exactly. So, so Addy could play left back in Tuiloma's center. That's why I was that's what so I was you, kind of thinking. I hope not. I haven't has Milana played played left side back? I don't think he so. He was playing he right. right. He did play right. They yeah, both so, played right. Yeah. That's what that's where my head's at with this. I, mean, I think it's a question on the back line what happens. I think putting Milanda on the left back for the first time. And correct us if I'm wrong, this could be more than his first time at left back for Charlotte FC, but I don't remember seeing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would that would not be a good look. He I, doesn't have the experience. And when I, when I hear the name Harrison Offley, I hear the meet-the-moment kind of player. And I think that he'd be a great substitution off the bench in the midfield. Right. If we need him to go forward right. and have the guts to to track Messi and get mm-hmm. into the box as well. I actually think Harrison Offal will be a really fun option to go out to tell him, hey, dude, this is one of the last games of your career. Just right. go out there and mark Messi the entire right. fucking time. Are you up for it? Are you up for it? I I mean, I don't know if Laddie has that type of imagination. And we know he's a mad scientist, but he's not necessarily a, uh, a uh, brilliant artist uh, <laughs> when it comes to these line of decisions. Like, yeah. He likes experiments, but he doesn't necessarily seem to have a whole lot of, like, uh, cleverness and, and meeting of the moment uh, ideas, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Who knows? It's um, an outside-the-box idea, yeah, yeah, but I think exactly. it's one of those ideas that sure. you've got to put on the table exactly. before a match like this. Well, like like I said in the previous episode, I referenced the movie Hoosiers, like the great scene where he's like, you know, they're, they're trying to stop a, an elite scorer, yes. an elite opponent, and they say, I want you to stay so close on him, like chewing gum, and by the end of the game, I want to know what flavor he is. And if you remember, 
the the, play, the guy who he tasked with that responsibility came, you know, fouled out and came to the coach at the end of the game. He goes, Coach, he was dentine. You know, it's, you know, it's like, like I want to know. I, I want. Yeah. I think Bronico's the guy personally. I think Bronico. Somebody's got to do the it. starting lineup. Bronico to to mark to man mark either Messi or Busquets. I think is smart. I don't think you need to man mark Busquets. Well, that's what Dallas did. Is all I'm saying, and that denied the service. So Messi had a hard time even getting the ball. Okay. So it was Fair kind enough. of it was kind of like a choke choke point move to okay. cut off Busquets' service. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But Interesting. I would go the other way. I don't know that Laddie's going to do it, that. It, it yeah, didn't yeah, work. Exactly. Let me put it this way: it didn't work out for Dallas. So they scored goals, but they didn't. They they gave up four goals too. True. Let me uh, throw a real outside the box idea for someone to man mark Messi, Carol Swiderski. Who's got a higher work rate than King Carol? I mean. If you're looking for someone who can body Messi a little bit, maybe elbow him, maybe just make him feel a little uncomfortable, and then use that to sort of like use the fact that Messi doesn't play defense to then sort of like spring free for some counters and things like that. It's an interesting idea. Start him at the 10, marking Messi, and then Patrick Ajemang is up top. Jeez, now Um, you're speaking my language, baby. I don't think think Ajemang is going to start this. No, he won't, but I hope he comes in. Yes. Is there any any changes? This is the other question I wanted to ask about Tuoloma. Are there any changes at the wing position? Do you expect Justin Miram to maybe get the start? He played a lot of these cup matches. No, I could I I would see the path to that happening, but I'm going to predict Vargas starts, and then the back line obviously Burns going to be out, and it's either Tuoloma or um, maybe Derek Jones. Maybe Derek Jones comes in. Maybe if Laddie comes out with some sort of like it looks like five at the back, you know, like Jones and, and Tulum are both in and Arfield's out or something like that, I'm probably gonna be pretty pissed. Actually, I, I don't. I, I you might be pissed, but I think it's a realistic option if you have Tuoloma, Jones, and Privet as like trying as a triangle, yeah, triforce, and and then yeah. on the outside you have. Melanda um, and, uh, and Lindsay. Yeah. And Lindsay. Like yeah. I, I don't hate that idea. But it if would they be stay outside. Yeah, I don't hate yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's all right, but uh, like, I think Yushviak was pretty rough, right? Yes, he was against Houston. He wasn't great. Uh, I still think he has a lot to contribute. I think I don't say you necessarily say he was so bad that you just instantly bench him, but Ben Bender, man, the guy, what's Ben Bender got to do to get on the field? And you don't want to bench Bronico to put Bender in the spot, and you want your your R field to be in because you just signed him and he's a veteran and Westwood's the captain. There, if you're looking for a spot to get Ben Bender in for more impact as a starter, right wing is a spot that's not been delivering results. It's not personal with Uzviak anymore. I'm not I'm not going to come out here and say rude rude puns on his name, but I wouldn't hate to see Bender start at right wing. That's one of the um, more interesting tactical um, expression that that you've had on the show. I think ever. I think like and it's because it's it's. We, it it turn, turns back to what we said at the beginning of the show. I'm, I'm somewhat blown away because I feel like I just got hit with, like, a fucking tidal wave here. You know? Yes. I'll do one. The pills. Thank you. I, 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 Same. One more, please, yeah. I literally just got hit by a tidal wave. And it's like, whoa. Um, starting Ben Bender at, at the right wing in this game would be a final type of decision. Because in a final, you just, like, you've got to just go for it. And it means nothing else. Um, so, it's it's something that I hadn't thought about, and it's something that, because I, I came into this episode, Danny, 
and I, I was thinking about Camille, and I was thinking about Yusviak, and I was like, man, he just doesn't feel like the right guy for this game. Right. Like, He's not a speed player, and speed is how you can beat Miami because they're old. Yeah. Hell yeah, we're gonna win tomorrow. Three to two. Three to Charlotte. Messi. We'll let Messi score once, but that's all he's gonna do. Uh, I, I like your Thank you. <laughs> can't keep him. You know, you can you can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Thank you. Appreciate you, Patrick. Cheers. Cheers. Be- you think Ben? Oh, I, say- I keep saying our luck is right out, but then we win another game. We've had a lot of bad luck. We deserve some good luck. Ben Bender, right wing, to start the match would be a, a crazy move by Latanzio, but it just may work. You can't do that, man. He's a super setup. Don't <laughs> mess up the process. You okay. can't do it. Hey, bro. The, uh, the post-Terry Grotzer era, the only time the Steelers won the Super Bowl, and the first time they won, was all their games were away. It's probably the same way for Charlotte. Interesting. The away, it's a vibes, the away vibes. Big Ben. Big Ben. <laughs> We're wrapping up here now. Yes, but please do grab a beer. And we're going to have a nice conversation post-podcast with our uh, our friend here at EPR. That's the this, type of place this is. This is one of the most like serendipitous episodes of all time on the history of the Charlotte Soccer Show. And that's making me feel really good about tomorrow night. Just... Random shit has happened in the midst of trying to tape like a quick hitter episode that has really, it's really metaphysical at this point. Like you got to soak it all in. Like something's, there's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear, but I mean, what can I say? It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. He's Danny Brams. Uh, if you made it this far in the episode on a quick hitter to the 30-minute, this is when we say, this is for the TIFOs, baby. All the TIFOs hanging out here listening to this and putting up with our bullshit on this episode. We're so happy to have you here. We appreciate you listening to this show. And make sure uh, you drop us a review. <laughs> and make sure, make sure when you hop on. And make sure, make sure when you park on Elizabeth <laughs> Avenue that you park your car Inside yeah. the oh gold line line. Some asshole is blocking the gold line with their car, flashing hazards, but they couldn't even stay inside the white lines. This is embarrassing. It's Bunch more. of hooligans in this town. <laughs> On that note, I'll tell you this. For the crowd, baby. baby. <laughs>